Iowa everywhere. We recommend listening to the CW Pod with a glass of Steeple Ridge bourbon. Mm. Grown, distilled, well-rested, and bottled in Erling, Iowa. Now, from the Channel Seed Studios, this is the CW Pod, fueled by Steeple Ridge. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's CW Pod here on Iowa Everywhere. Of course, we are presented by our friends at Steeple Ridge Bourbon. If you're watching on the video stream, I've got this beautiful Iowa Everywhere commemorative bottle. Look at that. It's etched right there. This is the Cask Strength Steeple Ridge Bourbon Whiskey, the single barrel. This is a beautiful bottle. We are really proud to be sponsored by Steeple Ridge. Go out and wherever you are at your liquor store, Get yourself a beautiful bottle, one of these, coming up for Super Bowl Sunday. I promise you won't regret it. We sent some to Hassel. He's been drinking it down there in Florida. It is second to none here in the great state of Iowa. We have a wonderful guest for you today. Uh, uh, A big newsbreaker right now. I mean, uh, Lisa Pluter with the second-ranked Iowa women's basketball team. The head coach joined me earlier today as we talk a lot about just the evolution of the women's game, what it's like coaching Caitlin Clark, what it's like, you know, Iowa women's basketball has kind of turned into like a traveling circus in a way. And I I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just everywhere you go, there are these fans just waiting for you. They've sold out arenas. They're still 18 to 22 year olds. It's a really interesting story. So Coach Bluter came on and, and gave us 20 good minutes. And I she was awesome. Totally open about everything I asked her about. This was a really fun interview. And I think you're all going to enjoy it today here on the CW Pod in the Channel Seed Studio. So with that, courtesy of our friends at Steeple Ridge, here's this week's CW Pod on Iowa Everywhere. Really happy to have Iowa women's basketball coach Lisa Bluter on with me today. All right, guys, I am so excited for this interview. Um, this was this was a real blessing when we found out we could get Coach Bluter from the University of Iowa on to join us here on the CW Pod. This is exactly what I had envisioned when we started this podcast, to have these interesting people in our state and, and get the inside scoop. So, Coach, th- thanks so much for your time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, um, and I'm excited to be with you, Chris. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you on. And I got I got to start with this. I've watched you coach for a really long time. You got a really strong shoe game. I got to <laughs> I guess I got to start right there. Is this you who picks out your shoe game? Is it the do the players help you? Is that all you? Who who do you give credit for there? You know, Chris, I actually used to wear high heels and um I would stop my heel and it wasn't very good on the knee. I was having knee problems and then I broke some heels and it just wasn't good. And actually, um, Dr. Christine Grant, uh, who was uh, athletic director here for 27 years, said to me about five years ago, she said, Lisa, because she was Scottish, you know, and in her Scottish bro, she'd say, Lisa, you need to wear sensible shoes. And I believed her. And it's true. I'm so much more comfortable in tennis shoes on the sideline and uh so i've uh, i've been very happy to be able to wear tennis shoes since covid okay so i'm getting older in my game and i've got some younger people working for me now and they were encouraging me to get a better shoe game okay and now that i wear the sneakers i got some on, i got jordans on right now it yeah. makes me feel a little lighter on my feet a little oh, younger yeah. 
Does it do that for you when you're out there with all these young women? Does it make you, you know, want to fly across the court with them a little bit? There's no doubt. I'm ready. I'm ready to go after those officials too. So <laughs> it's uh, it's good. I, I'm. So, why didn't I do this years ago? It took Dr. Grant telling me. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. Well, Coach, I. I think you are in one of the most fascinating positions I've ever seen. I, I just got done reading the book about the the dream team back in 1992. And I couldn't help but relate a few things that's going on with the Iowa women's basketball program with that in the sense of everywhere your team goes, there's like this media circus and, and it's a sold out arena. And it's really been fascinating to watch. How, how have you, we'll, we'll get to the Caitlin aspect of it. Cause she's kind of like this, Michael Jordan type all-star, this, this celebrity figure. How do you deal with it with 18 to 22 year old women on dealing with that? Because you're trying to coach basketball, but this is a brand new experience for young people. What has that process been like for you? Well, first of all, I try to tell them, don't listen to the outside noise. Um, whether that's social media, whether that's reading about yourself in the newspaper or whatever, you know, I mean, really like nobody's opinion matters, but what the opinion is in our circle with our family, with our team. And so we try to really preach to them. Don't listen to out, not outside noise. Now you can't help, but see some of this, you know, when we pull up to arenas for shoot arounds five hours before the game and there's people lined up already, or there's people with signs, you know, waiting after the game. Um, and what we've tried to tell them is enjoy it. Like, this is something that you have this platform that's amazing that other people would want to have. And you have this platform now. So let's use it wisely. Let's make sure we're being good role models. Let's make sure we're playing the game the right way. And let's just enjoy it. And uh, so far, it's been pretty good. Was there was there a moment on this journey where you're like, oh, wow, this is this is different not 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 even like a Caitlin hitting a half court shot that she just pulls up with with 15 on the shot clock. I'm talking like um you know fan mob towards this team, this program. Was there a moment where you thought like, "Oh, I got to think through this a little bit differently?" Well, I think last year when we were at Nebraska and Penn State and when we got done with the game and there were so many people that wanted our players' autographs more than the home team's autographs and just the amount of people that were hanging around after the game, I mean, that's when we realized there's there's something different here. And then it just kept growing and growing. And, you know, we were at the Final Four and how Hawkeye fans took over Dallas. Um yeah. Absolutely, the walk on the red carpet going up into that championship game with all the black and gold around was mind-blowing, actually. And uh, so I think, you know, that's kind of when it really was like, okay, we're going to have to approach things a little bit differently now. And, and, and it's been all good. It's been such a great thing. The other aspect that's really impressed me about your team is there's got to be a a sense of maturity within the team, right? So Caitlin gathers all this attention. She's this worldwide superstar. I would think there would be some teams where there would be jealousy creeping in where, you know, that's because we we've seen it. I think it just in the women's basketball community, unfortunately, mm -hmm. uh, but within your team, we, in fact, I would, I would make the argument that like Michael Jordan did, Caitlin is making her teammates better. And, what do you credit your 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 players to as far as keeping that chemistry and not only keeping it but allowing it to grow over the course of a year? 
that's been a huge part of what we've tried to do the last couple of years um, is to build relationships with everybody on our team. You know, not just your stars, not just the starting five, but, you know, that's been a part of our culture since since we've been here um, and that one of our value statements is everyone matters. And it's so true. So we, we live that we, it's been like that since before Caitlin got here. And I think that made it easier when Caitlin did get here, but we've also talked about it. We talk about it with our team. It's like when Caitlin's light shines, it shines on all of us. Mm-hmm. So we all reap the benefits. Um, I think if Caitlin was a prima donna, if she acted like that to her teammates, that it would be hard, but she doesn't. I mean, she is, she's one of them. She's, you know, goofing around with them. She treats them well on her birthday, you know, for Nike's one of her, um, she's a sponsor, they're a sponsor of hers. And she got them all Nike shoes for her birthday the last two years. So she takes care of them. She goofs around with them. She hangs with them, right? It's not just on the court, but it's off the court too. So I think you know, we, we, since we do talk about it and we work on it, um, this team has been able to avoid some of those pitfalls that other teams could have with a star. Yeah. It's been fun to watch. I, so I gotten to know Caitlin a little bit over the years, and this goes back to when she was even in high school still, when I was doing media in Des Moines. Um, I, one of the things I admire about you is how you keep your cool because I have a hard time even like there's just a little bit of, and I, I love the state of Iowa, right? Like, so I get protective and, and there's so much, my words, not coach bluters, but there's jealousy out there. It somehow like she's become this like polarizing figure. And there's always people with their opinions, as you referenced, how do you keep your cool? Cause I, I would think that there's gotta be a little mama bear and you wanting to like protect her and you do, but some of this stuff is just completely unfair. How do you keep your cool and not, lose it on some of these people. Yeah, well, there's a couple of things. First of all, one of my things that I always preach to my team is women need to support women. Um, We have to. And, uh, you know, when that stops, it's it's bad. It's ugly. And um, so I'm really, it's really important to me. And I preach this to my team all the time is that women need to support women. It's unfortunate when we don't see that happening. But, you know, the Iowa fans are pretty protective of their own. (laughs) And so they kind of take that pressure off of me that uh, that I don't have to do that because, um, because they're going to do it for me and uh, they're going to fight those wars on social media, which I try to stay off of, to be quite honest. I don't want any part to do with it. Um, And I know that Iowa fans are going to stick up for Caitlin and for this team. And uh, so I'll let them do the dirty work for me. You're really smart for doing that. I wish I could stay off of social media. Unfortunately, it's how I, it's how I pay my bills. Yeah, there you go. Uh, evolution of the women's game. So you you started as a head coach. Correct me if I'm wrong. At St. Ambrose in 1984, right. you've spent your entire head coaching career in our state. Yep. I've I I did play by play for Iowa State for a while. I don't know if you knew that. I've been around the women's game for a yep. really long time. I I have sister and I have two daughters, so I I love it. Yeah. The, the one thing that is so much fun for me is it, it felt like back in the 90s. You know, we we lob it into the the tall women and they put it off the backboard and maybe we'll shoot a couple threes. I just feel like Steph Curry has just changed the game for everyone. If you go to my my nephew's game who's in eighth grade or if I go to my, you know, watch my daughter's age, or, they all have range now. They're they I I felt like Caitlin emulated Steph and now you have an entire generation of 
not only little girls, but little boys who are emulate, em, emulating Caitlin. And like to me, I've always loved the women's game, but I just feel like it's so much better of a product now, in many cases, better than the men's game. And uh, quite often, and I think we're seeing television ratings. How, how have you seen, you know, really from a front row seat, the evolution of this game in the last 20 years or so? I have had a front seat um, since 1984 and watching how it has changed and it has changed for the better. Um, it's amazing the growth that we've seen as far as media attention, um, as far as support administratively, financially, um, how we treat our athletes, um, obviously fans, television. It's it's night and day. It's not even the same product that it was at that point. You know, the game is played so much differently. I mean, since I started coaching, we've got a different basketball. We've got a three-point line. Those things weren't even in effect yeah. when I started coaching. So um, it's definitely changed, but all for the better. But when kids are watching, I, I hope they're not trying to emulate Caitlin's logo shots. <laughs> I think they need to emulate her ball handling and her passing because yeah. – as exciting as her logo shots are, her vision of the court and her passing is what, in my opinion, makes her even more special. Well, that's what drives me nuts about some of her haters is, I mean, what is she, is she leading the country in assists? She's right yeah. up there. It's, it's yeah. insane. Like it's uh, insane. It, and she's closing God. in on a thousand assists. And if I'm not, if I'm correct, there's only been five people that have done that in their collegiate career in their four years, five people. And she is closing in on that record uh, as well as leading the country in scoring. So it's, um, you know, the, the haters, there's always going to be haters, right? People always yeah. want to tear people down when they're on the top because it's just jealousy. And, um, you know, they can't compete, so they have to tear people down. That's, in my opinion, how it is. If you don't have haters, you're not doing your job. That's, <laughs> one, you of the, that's one of the things I've heard over the years and like to like to remember sometimes. The... Um, the the Caitlin Clark effect. So at some point, if it's after this year or maybe after next year, we don't really know yet. She she's gonna move on and we're all gonna cheer for her in the WNBA and whatever she chooses to do from there. How how does your program and specifically, but not just your program, but how does women's basketball continue to move forward after Caitlin goes pro? Yeah, and we do hope it's later rather than sooner. Yeah, um, I hope so too. We want yeah. to watch it some more. I mean, everybody in the state of Iowa wants her to stay. So, I, I mean, I just hope that that happens. But, you know, she has to make a decision. And when she makes that decision, I'm going to back her 100% no matter what that decision is. Um, but, you know, how do we keep it exciting? Um, I think people now know about us and – I think that they like what they see in addition to Caitlin. It's not just Caitlin. It's, it is the style of play. It's that, you know, women's basketball, we really like, we, we pass the ball, we screen, we have ball spacing, um, you know, our uh, floor spacing. It's different um, than the men's game. And even John Wooden said he'd prefer watching the women's game over the men's game right now. So I think people just have gotten exposed to it. And I hope it that they will continue to, you know, support us, support this team, even after Caitlin leaves, because, you know, they, they've fallen in love with not just Caitlin Clark, but how, heck, I mean, Gabby Marshall, Sydney Folter, Hannah Stalky, Kate, you know, Kate Martin. I mean, these guys are going to be here. Molly Davis. I mean, these guys mm -hmm. are gonna, not all of them, but they're going to, and there's going to be another group and another group that after that, that's um, has the same culture, the same exciting style. 
And, uh, you know, maybe we won't have the craziness on the road that we have now, but hopefully in Carver Hawkeye Arena, we'll continue to fill it. I, I would also make the point, too, I'm, I'm really proud of our state where we come from, Coach. And if you look at the fan support you guys have gotten, um, Iowa State is constantly in the top five, top yeah. ten in attendance. Drake and you and I both do really well. What What is it about this state that has always supported women's basketball? The, way before it was the cool yeah. thing in this this new age, th- this state has always done it. What What is What's in the water here, Coach? Yeah, I, I think, first of all, you know, you have four good, really good basketball programs in this state, so it's been easy to support these four programs. Um, but also – You know, Iowa and girls basketball just has this thing. And it goes back to the 1920s when we had girls basketball state tournaments before anybody else thought about it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then we hung on to the six on six game maybe longer than other people did. But it also gave us a different identity um, and a different fan support group because people love the six on six game. Um, So I just think it's just that and also that, you know, I know Title IX wasn't born in Iowa. I know it wasn't born in Iowa City with Dr. Grant, but we had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and having something to do with it has always, I think, embraced women's sports. And uh, so I, I, uh, I do. I am proud, like you said, Chris, I'm proud of what Iowans and how much respect they have for women athletes in this state. Do, do the players on your team have any knowledge of six on six. Do you ever <laughs> tell them about it? Show them videos. And I'm just curious if, if today's youth has any clue what it used to be like. No That's clue. When I started watching my first no basketball was watching six on six. I remember it specifically. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, they don't have a clue. I mean, we were one day we had somebody was doing a special on six on six and they wanted our players to play it. So coach Jensen who played six on six and myself who played six on six, we were trying to teach it to them and they (laughs) were bewildered uh, by what they heard and saw. So, um, you know, the, the six on six game was great for its time, but it was time to move on to five on five. And I even felt that way when I was in high school, that it was time to move on. So I'm glad we have, um, but it did give us an identity. And, you know, the six on six tournament was outdrawing Indiana boys basketball tournament. That's how popular this game was. So it certainly had a place in in history that is significant. And I'm, I'm proud of that too. Two great moves that the sport has made is going to quarters. I love. Oh, I do too. That was probably a lot. The, the men should do that, right? Like, cause their game, I think could really benefit from it. Uh, you guys nailed it when you moved to quarters. And then I, I, my, I have a niece who is a sophomore and she plays varsity basketball down in, in Western Iowa and watching her games with a shot clock now. So I used to do play by play for high school and watching it without the shot clock, it, it was really a brutal product or across the board, boys and girls. How much is that helping recruiting wise, I guess, to create actual D1 talent just to to have that experience and not be able to, you know, just milk this thing it, just to, to get them ready for college? Yeah. You know, I don't think it's really making a difference in that regard because most of the really top quality players are playing in AU basketball and AU basketball in the summer has a shot clock. You know, we have a 30 second shot clock and I love that. Um, 
I think it's so good for the game. I was at a high school game last night uh, and uh, was talking about the 30-second shot, uh, 30, they have 35 in high school. Uh, I love it. I'm so glad to see that Iowa basketball has went to a, the shot clock. I agree with you completely, Chris. I think it's helped the game um, and uh, just doesn't allow people to sit there and stall or to make it a boring game. And um, I, I, I love the shot clock. And I think, uh, yeah, quarters also, I, I love the quarters as well. Coach, uh, before I let you go, let's talk just a little bit about your team as we're getting ready for this run for March. Boyetta, a little bit of a scare on on Saturday night at Maryland. The the Terps came storming back, and your team stayed very poised on the road. And we've seen a couple of this now that that where these teams will make a run at you, and then everybody takes a deep breath, and, and the Hawkeyes prevail. Where where do you think your team is at? Where maybe where you thought that they could be? Are you ahead of schedule? Are you a little below? Where are we at getting ready for March? You know, I think every coach is never at the schedule they want to be at, right? We all want to be better than we are today. Um, that's kind of what drives us. But, you know, I was proud of the way the team handled that at Maryland because at Ohio State, we had a 12-point lead. We lost it. We lost in overtime. Uh, this time we had a lead. We lost the lead. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we came back and gained the lead again. That's hard to do on the road. It's hard to do in a hostile environment. And so I think the maturity between the Ohio State game and the Maryland game grew. And we're going to get everybody's best shot. We know it. I mean, everybody says it after a game. Every coach, Brenda said, that's the best basketball we've played all year. We're going to get everybody's best shot because we are we got the target on our back, right? We're ranked second in the country. It's a huge feather in your cap if you can take down a top 10 team, a top 25 team. Huge feather in your cap mm-hmm. for the NCAA selection committee. So we know we're going to get everybody's best shot. They're going to prepare for us. They're going to bring out, if we're playing on the road, they're going to bring out every conceivable promotion to draw that, uh, you know, that excitement for that game. And that's okay. Cause that's going to prepare us for March and the big 10 tournament as well. That's where I was going to go. That'll just make you better when the games that really, really matter are coming up next month. Coach Bluter, this has been a, an absolute pleasure uh, for you to come on and join us. We're, we're rooting for you guys and best of luck and stay in touch with us. Okay. We'll be, we'll be following you all the rest of the way. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. And as always, go Hawks. All right. Thank you very much, Coach. Coach Lisa Bluter uh, with the Iowa women's basketball program. What a what a thrill to have her on today. What a great interview. I uh, really appreciate Coach Bluter for giving us some time here today during a crazy time of year as the Hawkeyes are getting ready for March Madness where they will. I mean, I feel like they're almost a lock to be a number one seed at this point unless anything goes wrong. And it's just been a blast to watch this team grow. They got a real shot to win a national championship and we really appreciate her coming on here and giving us some insight more into just the the big picture is what I wanted to capture today. Less about the X's and O's and all that stuff. We wanted to dig in uh, with more of the, you know, the micro within the big picture. I, I thought some of that insight she gave us was just fantastic, especially when we started talking about the high school game and just the evolution of women's basketball. That was a lot of fun for me. Appreciate Coach coming on here, especially talking with a Cyclone guy, right? That tells you she's cool to come on and do that. So appreciate that, Aiden Wyatt. Always produce the CW pod here on Iowa Everywhere. Signing off from the Channel Seed Studios. My name is Chris Williams. We'll be back with another CW pod next week. Iowa Everywhere.